Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Building Your Extraordinary Business Radio Program with your host, Jim Nemley. President and CEO of the Extraordinary Business Builders. This show is designed to instruct business owners on what they must know to survive and grow. Why be ordinary when you can be extraordinary? Now, here's your host, Jim Nemley. Welcome, folks. So great to have you aboard. I have to ask you a question, though, and I really hope that your answer is yes. Are you? you ready to be transformed? So now, if you're out there and you're saying to yourself, nah, I'm not ready, well then, I'll tell you what, listen to the podcast another time, all right? Uh, After you finish beating your head against the wall, after you finish completely falling on your face, you get into the place where you're saying, ah, I need to be transformed, then you can come back to the show. Now, for those of you that said yes, Ah, do we have a show for you tonight. My guest this evening is Willard Barth. Willard is a keynote speaker, executive business coach, and transformation expert. He is an author and also the host of the personal development program, Self-Awareness 101. Willard has also started and built businesses in various industries, including the entertainment industry, software development, real estate investing and training programs, marketing and seminar event planning and promotion. Some of our listeners may also recognize his name from his previous career as a singer-songwriter. Willard has one of the singles from his CD Coming Home reached 24 on the charts overseas and performed over 100 times with legendary guitarist Les Paul on Broadway. Willard, how are you doing? I am doing absolutely awesome. Thank you, Jim, for having me on the show. It's great to be here. Oh, it's wonderful to have you on the show. I was going to continue with the accolades, but then I started looking and I said to myself, wait a second, this is only a one-hour show. We'll never get the show in if I keep going. So I, I'll, I'll just sprinkle some more in later on. And folks, if you don't believe that what I'm saying, you'll you'll get his website later on. Go check it out. It's going to take you forever to get through all that Willard has accomplished. He's quite an amazing man. So, so tell me, Something. How did you get started on your journey of transformation? Um, it came from having a very um, destructive early part of my life, is the best way to put it. Um, I lost my leg to bone cancer when I was eight years old. By the time I was 13 years old, I had been in the hospital 13 times, had nine operations. Uh, and the loss of my leg actually put me on two very diverse paths. One was I became this mega achiever. I had to be able to do everything. Uh, so I was the first licensed amputee motorcyclist in Pennsylvania. I lettered in high school football, lettered in high school wrestling, and had my own business by the time I was 19. So externally, I looked like I was doing great, but internally, I was a basket case. Uh, I was angry. I had no self-esteem and no self-worth because you know losing my leg at eight years old the, the primary question in my life was, why me? And there, there was no answer to it. So when I was 13, I started drinking and using drugs. And, uh, you know, I mentioned I had my first business by the time I was 19 years old. 
by the time I was 20 years old, I was facing five years in jail, and yeah. uh, ended up ended up going a total of 12 months between jails, halfway houses, and rehabs. So my journey of transformation started uh, when I was 24, and I finally got to the point where I was, you know, I share with people that I was mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially devastated. I, I brought it on myself, and I needed to turn things around, and, and that's where my journey of transformation started. Wow. What was the largest hurdle that you had to overcome? Myself. Um, you know, I don't say that lightly. I mean, the the only thing that got in my way was my uh, my limiting belief systems about who I was, about how the world was, about how life was, and my fears. Uh, and you know, there there's a quote, and it's slipping my mind now. Who who uh, who actually said the quote? But that the biggest thing that we ever have to conquer is ourselves. And that really was the was the biggest hurdle, learning how to to manage that aspect and, and change those limiting beliefs and, and conquer those fears. You know, when you said that I think you're you're talking to a large number of people in my audience, uh including myself. Uh uh how many of us get in our own way? You know, and I'm sure that with mm-hmm. the people that you're working with that you find that that is their biggest hurdle as well. Absolutely. The only I, I wish people could could you know with just a tap on their on their forehead understand that the life that they dream of, the life they desire, and more importantly, the life that they deserve, even though they may not believe they deserve it, is available to them. And the only thing that's preventing them from getting there is they're getting in their own way. Wow. And I hope folks believe that. I I really do. And, you know, this isn't coming, folks, from somebody who started out on the top. You just got finished hearing what Will had to say about the beginning of his life and what he had to overcome in order to get out of his own way. But he recognized that by getting out of his own way was the only way that he was going to be able to get ahead. And and we all need to take a lesson from what he's saying right there. And and, and when we talk about transformation, transformation just isn't about, oh, I'll try this and I'll try that. Transforming means going from being a, a, a caterpillar into a morph. That is a huge transformation, and and Will is going to instruct you on how to go about doing that as we continue. So tell me, Mm -hmm. how did you get started in coaching and consulting? Uh, I joke around and say it happened by accident. Uh, My my beliefs on how the world operates uh, at this point in my life is that there are no accidents, but uh, it was interesting how I got there. When I was 24, I immersed myself uh, in learning about human behavior. I needed to figure out why I had done all the things that I was doing. Um, so I was studying all these different, you know, uh, religions, philosophies, theosophies, scientific approaches to why we do what we do. And, and about eight years into that journey, I attended a Tony Robbins event. And while I was there, the people who were sitting around me were coming to me to help them understand what was being taught. And the staff, the, the staff of the event came to me during one of the breaks, and you know, the, they, just out of curiosity, they weren't you know like angry. They were like, "How how is it that you know this stuff so well?" And I was like, "I've been living it for the past eight years of my life." So uh, 
I, I spoke to the, the one of the people who was running the event, and they actually offered me a job uh, as a coach. Uh, yeah. And I went I went from doing one on one coaching with people, and because you mentioned that I had the the musical career before, because I was used to being on stage and used to performing and being in front of large audiences, they transitioned me into corporate facilitation. So I was teaching sales training and leadership and team building. Of course, I had to learn to teach all those things, but that, you know, <laughs> I moved into that area. Um, and, uh, you know, then that just, that, that grew into the career that I have now. Wow. <laughs> so kind of by accident, you know, a little bit. You know, so so you you go to a a a a training, a Tony Robbins training, and you become a trainer. That's pretty remarkable, you know. Uh I guess it's safe to say that you had removed some barriers from in front of you before you got to that training. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, that, that eight years that I was working um I don't want to say by myself, because as we'll talk about as we're going into the phases of transformation, you know, there were hundreds of people who helped me learn uh, skills and strategies and resources and, and learn about myself and overcome some of the, some of the blockages. Um, I mean, there's a video on my, uh, the Self-Awareness One-on-One series that talks about toxic shame, which probably was one of the hardest obstacles to overcome because it was the victim of being abused, abused as a child. And the mindset that I was the one who was the, the, uh, the aggressor in that situation rather than the victim um, you know, and, and there were a lot of lot of transformations and a lot of things that had to happen before I got to that point at that event. Yeah. Wow! Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know that leads to another question that I have right here because I think that people are loners when they try to do stuff for themselves. They become loners, and it's obvious, like you're saying, many people had a part in getting you to where you are. So why should people hire a consultant or a coach? You know, in life, there's two ways to learn things. One is what we call the school of trial and error or the school of hard knocks. Uh, I think everybody's gone to that school. Some of us have our PhDs. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going for my double right now. Exactly. And, and the other school is what we call OPE. You know, in real estate investing, it's called OPM, other people's money. In, in life, it's OPE, other people's experience. Now, the challenge is in school, we were taught that that's cheating. You know, if you ask somebody else for help, if you ask somebody else for guidance, that's a bad thing. But in life, it's the most intelligent thing you can do. Because if you go through the school of hard knocks, what happens is it costs you time, it costs you money, there's extreme pain, and most of the time people give up on their dreams because they just can't overcome those obstacles. So hiring a coach, hiring a consultant, they're the, they're the person that can help lead you to the resources, the skills, and the strategies and keep you on track for where you want to go because they're that, that what I call the, the humble observer they're just the ones who stand back. And just like a coach in sporting, they don't 
you you have your strength. You have your gift that you came here with. You have your talent. So it's not for me to to you know try and give you the talent. My job is to look at it and go, hey, you know what? When you're when you're hitting those three point shots, there's one little thing you're doing different all the time, and it's about you know being able to step outside and see and watch and give you that advice and also hold you accountable because that's one thing that people don't do for themselves. So, you know, having a coach, having a consultant, having a mentor, having a peer group, all of these things are so important for for success and transformation. You know, I've noticed uh, over the, the years that I've been involved in coaching that uh, once a person finally gets to a place where they said, enough, I've torn this thing apart enough, I need to get out of my own way, when they trust the coach, to hold them accountable for doing things, how rapidly they overcome the problems that they were creating for themselves. Absolutely. I mean, I can I can give you examples, uh, and, and I can either do some of them now or as we get into the phases. I mean, you know, companies that I've worked with that have grown from 15 employees and $32 million in revenue to 63 employees and $124 million in revenue in less than mm. two years. Wow. You know? Or, or a wow. photographer, just just an individual. You know, he he had his business as a photographer who grew his business by seventy eight percent in one year. Mm. You know, it's it's we are the biggest stumbling block for living the life that we dream of. It's just you know, and when we have when we have somebody who who understands how to help us get past those things, you know, or and holds us accountable, holds our feet to the fire. You know, you can do things you never imagined. Wow. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. And, and again, I've seen that happen. You know, if, if you'd have told me this, well, I would have to say 35 years ago, if you'd have told me this, I would have said you're out of your mind. Uh, it wasn't until I got out of my own way, and I've been at this now for 32 years, uh, someone asked me, well, when did you start succeeding in business? And I told them after I got tired of failing, you know, (laughs) when I got sick and tired of failing, that's when I started succeeding. But again, I couldn't do it by myself. I had to reach out and get help. And then I had to learn how to do it the right way. I just got sick and tired of doing it the wrong way, you know, plain and simple, Mm -hmm. you know, and I had to get out of my own way. And I'm curious, uh, and I believe I know the answer, but I'm curious, did you continue to have failures after you got sick and tired of failing? Occasionally, but what would happen with those failures, I would recognize what I did wrong and erase that wrong. I didn't start falling. You know, everybody's going to fail, all right? But I do this thing. I I have this thing where I call it failing forward, okay? Absolutely, yep. Failing forward. You can fail forward you know edison mm-hmm. failed over 800 times and uh with light bulb and he said no it was just practicing to get it right you yep. know so uh the idea is failing forward isn't continuing in the misery it's recognizing what you did wrong 
accepting that it was wrong and saying to yourself, okay, now there's got to be a better way of doing this, and also not being afraid to ask for help. I, when, I, when people hear that I have multiple coaches that I have for myself, they, they're there. Right. Well, you've been at this for over 32 years. You've worked with well over 10,000 businesses. What do you mean you have a coach? Well, yeah. why do you think I've been at this for so many years? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. no, I, I agree 100%. And, and I'm glad you pointed that out because I think so many people, they have this, they have this limiting belief that you know, failure is the end of their dreams. And what I liked was you said, you know, when you got tired of failing and you made the decision. Now, that doesn't mean in my model of the world, you know, I can only speak for myself, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to make mistakes and quote-unquote fail again. But it, mm-hmm. what it changes is the meaning of the failure. The failure is no longer my story right. and my excuse. The failure is now the lesson and the resource that allows me to, as you said, fail forward and, and learn and grow. That's that's why I wanted to see if, if, if your experience was similar to mine because I've failed many more times than I've succeeded. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If I, if I looked at it on that ratio, but because I learned from each of those, and like you said, then I would go, okay, you know what? I just realized I don't know a whole lot about this aspect of finances. I need to get a coach who's going to coach me right. on finance. Right. Oh, crap. I don't know a lot about marketing. I need to get a coach to help me on marketing because my coach who's helping me in finances is not an expert in marketing, so I'm not going to ask them. I'm like, right. you, I have coaches. I have coaches that help me in every different area of my life, not just my business, yeah. but in every area of my life. That's right, because we can't do it alone. And that's when the failure is no longer a brick wall. It's nothing but a speed bump. Yep. You know? Absolutely. I yeah, so, okay. Yeah, folks, my guest this evening, all right, and and, and for those of you that may have uh, tuned in late, uh, shame on you, by the way, but my guest this evening is Willard Barth, and, and I know you must be getting excited listening to him because Willard is all about transformation, all about transformation. It can be about transforming a business from a startup to a successful entity, transforming a sales team, a company culture, or their overall strategic plan to meet the current needs of the economy, or it can also be about transforming a life. Willard's own journey over the past 26 years has taken him from a life of devastation mentally, uh, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially to living a life he never could have dreamed of. Now he teaches those principles he used to transform his own life and that he can use daily with clients to transfer their business in his newest system that has proven to get results time and time again, the anatomy of transformation Willard, can you tell folks how they can find you, where they can buy your book, where they can get involved in your system? These folks are screaming. I can hear them across the country. I can hear them around the world. They're saying, help, I need to be transformed. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, My website is www.willardbarth.com. That's W-I-L-L-A-R-D as in David, B as in boy, A-R-T as in Tom, H, 
Um, and that's going to that's going to give you uh, you know access to to more information on the anatomy of transformation and some other programs that I that I speak about and train on. Uh, there's a, a, a calendar on there and a scheduling system where you can actually schedule calls with me, uh, connect with me that way. So that's probably the best resource. And then uh, also, since we mentioned Self Awareness 101, that's that's a different website, but it's got over six hours worth of video. Um, that uh, there's 53 videos in total, about six hours. So I'm not asking you to sit through a you know a, a mini series. Um, but that's uh, yourdailylifecoach.com, and that's really for people who are just starting on the path of transformation. And there's a lot of you out there that are just starting on that path. Make certain you you, you set your foot firmly with these videos. I mean, where else can you go to get your life turned around? You know, ask yourselves the question. Are you prepared to continue doing all the things that you have been doing, and and are you prepared to continue getting those same results, or are you looking to change? Well, if you're looking to change, now is the time. And I like to I'd like to say this, you know, you know, Willard, now is an extremely unique word. All right, absolutely. It, because now only happens once in a lifetime. Absolutely. All right. And, and, so. and now is actually the only thing we really have. That's you know, all. The, 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 the moment that happened when we when you were just giving me the opportunity to to share where they can find me out is gone and it'll never come back again. And what's going to happen in the next two minutes, we've got no idea of. Stop living in the past and stop faking yourself out and just imagining and dreaming about the future. Take moment right now because that's the only thing you have control over. I agree 100%. That's all. Wow. So what is the anatomy of transformation? Well, the anatomy of transformation is a, a system together the system that I put together, it's a proven system because it's the organizing principles that I've been using for the past 26 years on my own and that over time I recognized. You know, Tony Robbins says, uh, and actually I think he took this from Jim Rohn, but Tony's more, more known for saying it because of you know, the way people pass it around, that success leaves clues. Anytime that, that you achieve something once in your life, there is now a pathway from A to Z. And when you take the time to look at that pathway, you can see that there are two things within that. There are organizing principles, and then there are strategies. And the anatomy of transformation is about the organizing principles. So it says, okay, here is the framework. Here is the foundation. And for you to apply it, whether you want to apply it to overcoming addiction or whether you want to apply it to growing a multi-million dollar business, you take that foundation, you take that framework, and then you lay the strategies over top of it that fit within those phases. And uh, what I do with the anatomy of transformation is we initially speak about that foundational seven phases and when people want to learn more, we can drill deeper into it so they can see how specifically to apply it with their sales team or with their management team or with uh, their health and, and these different areas. But the organizing principles are like universal truths. When we talk about this uh, and going through the phases, 
will give some examples, and I, I challenge anybody who's listening, anybody, I challenge you to push back to me and tell me that this is not the system that you have followed exactly in your life whenever you've made any change, whenever you've made any transformation, whenever you've made any growth. I, I, wow. I bring it on. I bring it on, and I will prove to you that you used every one of these seven phases to make any change that you've made in your life. But now you have an opportunity to, to do it on purpose. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> which is, which yep. is so, so, so important. You know, who is this system fit for? Uh, everybody, anybody who's looking to to uh, improve their life. Let me let me let me step back from that. You have to have the willingness to to make change, to make transformation, and to grow. Uh, because as we'll talk about when we get into phase two of the seven phases, some people get caught in a repetitive loop that keeps them stuck where they are. But for people who are interested in growing, whether it's their business. Uh, or in their relationships or in their health, uh, the the organizing principles fit for everything. You, you know, when you were just saying that something came to mind, a lot of times I've noticed in people, and, and like I said, I've worked with, we stopped counting, you know, clients uh, six years ago, and we had okay. gone over 10,000 at that point in time. You know, to continue oh, counting awesome. would be ridiculous, right? But, you know, there's a resounding theme out there. And that resounding theme is, is I have to work on my business. And they forget about working on themselves. Oh, yeah. Our, right. our consulting firm, our consulting firm we, we, we introduce uh, ourselves to people by saying that your business is a reflection of who you are. It is a mirror of your personality. And if you want to improve your business, you're going to have to work on you. That's right. That's right. That's why years ago, well, maybe about five years ago, I expanded the scope of this radio program. Before we were just talking about marketing, sales, customer service, human resources, legal issues. And I came to the understanding there was a matter as a matter of fact it was right after two thousand eight when the markets all took a tumble and mm-hmm. everybody got really busted up. Uh well, business principles never change. You know, exactly. disciplines never change. And so right. I was employing the same principles and disciplines with my clientele and but now there was a problem. And the problem wasn't the systems, they never change. The problem mm-hmm. was the people. Yep. They changed. They became oh. defeated. They became downtrodden. And yep. it doesn't matter how perfect a system I help you to develop, if you're not developed to carry that system out, it's going to fail. Absolutely. And so that's when I started seeking out folks like yourself because of the fact that, you know, the business starts from the person that owns that business. And if that person isn't all together, if things aren't all together at home, all right, then there's going to be a major problem in the business because, mm-hmm. like you said, the business is a reflection of them. Yep, absolutely. And that's, wow. what, I love. Uh, that's what I love about this, this system I've created is 
it, it, it plugs into so many places. As we go through it, I was, I was just giving this presentation last night to, to a group here in New Jersey, and uh, one of the gentlemen who was there, he is a business owner, and after hearing all the seven phases, he knew how it applied to him, but he was like, well, how does this apply to you know, my team or the business as an entity? And we actually sat and I went through with him, you know, as simple as a business process map. Like you said, the system is the same, but how do you how do you um, how do you how do you create the system to make sure that it works correctly for you? And this is what the anatomy of transformation is all about. Wow. So what are the organizing principles behind the anatomy of transformation? Well, it's it's a seven phase process and I call it a phase because the, the first and last of the phases are not things that I would call steps. You know, you hear seven secrets to this and seven steps to that. And these are really phases. Um, the, the first part of the organizing principle of the anatomy of transformation is what I call ignorance. Now, ignorance, when I first started mentioning that to my marketing people of going, yeah, I'm going to be talking about a program that takes you from ignorance to influence, they're going, nobody is going to want to admit that they're ignorant. You know, it's got such a negative connotation to it. But the reality is ignorance, if you look at, at the dictionary definition, all it is is being in a state of lacking knowledge. So whether you're a child learning to walk, whether you're an entrepreneur who's, who's never started a business before and you're just getting at that place of being fed up with your job and knowing it's not going to take care of your family the way you want and you go, you know what, I've got to do something different, or whether like the one client that I talked about with the, you know, the 15 employees, they had been in business 30 years making at that, at that point had gotten to be a $32 million company, but when they, when they sat down and had a conversation, the owner found out that he was ignorant of how to take that company to a larger level. So it's not a bad thing. It's just saying you don't know what you don't know, and that's the first phase. Anything in our lives, there is a point we, where we don't know about it. I don't know. You know Do you think this it, is healthy? <laughs> of course it is. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Technology. That's okay. The, the I don't know part was like, wow, that's a nice sound bite that drops in there. Very nice. It worked because we're, we're talking about not knowing. You know? So, so uh, you know, but, but that's, a, that's a place for all of us. Now, the second phase of the, the, the anatomy of transformation is when we, we move into awareness. We, we become aware that there's a problem in our lives or we become aware that we want more. Because, you know, for me, when I was in the middle of the drinking and the drugging and all those things, I had no awareness of how much destruction I was bringing to my life and to the lives of people around me. You know, I had to get kicked in the butt several times before I finally woke up one morning and said, if I continue doing this, someone else is going to die and I'm going to have to live with that for the rest of my life, every day, knowing that I, that I killed somebody else's dreams. There, there was a kick in the butt that made me aware. But for other people, sometimes that awareness comes from, you know, a conversation. Example, the, the owner of the business I was talking about where he was talking to his key managers and they were saying, we can do more. You're living the life of your dreams. You live in Italy. You come back here whenever you need a key meeting. Everything's running fine, but we're not challenged. He wasn't aware that he was close to losing people because he wasn't challenging them to be their best. 
So phase wow. one is the ignorance. Phase two is awareness. And wow. what I was mentioning earlier is oh, just because you move to awareness doesn't mean you're going to move to the next phase. Many people use awareness as an excuse, as a story, and it becomes a repetitive cycle that keeps them stuck where they are. Well, I'd like to discuss that a little bit more just in the, just a second sure. here. I sure. just have to have a quick break. You know, folks, the, again, for those of you that came on late, my guest this evening is Willard Barth, and Willard is a keynote speaker, executive business coach, and transformation expert, as you're hearing right now, and I can't wait to dive back into this. So, Willard, can you tell them how they can find you, how they can, how they can get involved in everything that's Willard Barth? Absolutely. Uh, best way to to learn more about what I'm doing and where I'm at because I'm traveling all over the country speaking and doing events uh, is through my website, which is willardbarth.com. That's W-I-L-L-A-R-D as in David, B as in boy, A-R-T as in Tom, H, willardbarth.com. That will give you uh, information about the keynote speaking that I do, about the uh, business consulting that I do, uh, it has my calendar on there of the the events that I'm speaking at and the places that I'm speaking. Uh, it has actually it even has a scheduling function that you can schedule a call with me and we can you know we can do a complimentary session to help you find out where you are and where you want to go. So that's the best way to reach me. Awesome, awesome. I hated to break in there. I just want people oh, okay. before they before they before they they continue pulling out their hair because they want to know how they can find out about you. I just wanted to give that to them. I don't want to discourage them. Now, can you continue on you on phase three? Yeah. Well, phase three, like I said, phase two, awareness doesn't mean you're going to move to phase three. Right. A lot of people use awareness as their excuse. They go, you know what? You're right. my business is struggling, but you know what? It's all this new digital social media stuff, and I don't know that stuff. Mm. You know, my, my business is my business is belly to belly, and my business is these things. That social media stuff's for the birds. And then they stay in this cycle that they never grow, and they actually become extinct because they're not willing wow. to, to change their story and move to phase three. Phase three is taking responsibility. And when I say mm. take responsibility, I mean take responsibility for where you are. If you don't like where you are right now, you have to take responsibility for it and say, I am the one who got me here. You can't blame the economy. You can't blame a former employee. You can't blame your parents. You can't blame the education that you did or did not get. You cannot blame anything. You have to say that the choices that I've made, the decisions I've made, and the actions I've taken have led me to where I'm standing in this moment. You can't blame it on anything external. I can't blame it on the fact that I lost my leg at eight years old and go, poor me. I can't blame it on social injustices, racial injustices, economic challenges, I have to say, you know what, I made a choice based on those things that I did not take the appropriate actions, and this is why I'm where I am. And when you take that responsibility, you have just empowered yourself in a way that's unimaginable because now you can take responsibility for where you're going. You can now chart your course. Rather than being the victim, you're now the captain. So phase three is where you step into taking responsibility. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. Did you 
ever say a mouthful right there because I, I you know again you know dealing with businesses the way that you know we have to uh that's all it's about it's about everybody else caused the problem uh, and yep. it was funny because in 2008 when the economy started heading south I would have people lined up at my door. You know, now they're ready for a a business coach, okay? Before, yeah. when they thought they were riding high, they didn't need a coach. But now they're ready for a business coach, and they would come in and, oh, this economy is killing my business, and this, that, and the other. I have uh, a thing that I do. My company, when we take on a new client, we first do a full analysis of your business, and that means right. financials, the whole nine yards. We want to know what the problem is before we dive in to see what we can do to help you out. And I never ran into any one of them that ever did anything positive before in their business prior to the 2008 uh, economy collapse, all right? So I would look and I would say, well, you know, you're talking about the economy. I don't see any years here over the past three years where you were turning a profit, you know? Mm -hmm. was, you know so how is the economy today the problem with your business three years ago? Right. Okay. Yep. They look exactly. at it, you know, and you know, guy, you know, you're 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 using a convenient excuse. Absolutely. You know, but wow, you said a mouthful right there because a lot of folks want to blame their problems on everything else but themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 that is the transition also to the next spot where when you take responsibility, you have to immerse yourself. And uh, at phase four I call immersion, but there's two parts to immersion. One is you have to immerse yourself in the level of commitment to making the change. Because sometimes you get people who take responsibility and go, yeah, yep, I, 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 you're right, you know, I'm in this spot because of I didn't I didn't go out and learn this and I didn't go out and really you know, they'll blame their salespeople for not hitting their sales targets and they go, Okay, show me your sales process map and they'll go, <laughs> What's what 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 sales pro they go out and sell. Okay, where's your sales process? What is your sales process? And it's mm. like how can you how can you blame your salespeople for failing if you haven't given them a system and a process for them to follow for right. them to succeed? Right. for you to track and all those things. So mm -hmm. some people will get to that point of, of taking responsibility, kind of. They won't move <laughs> into phase four, which is immersion. This is where people use a word, and, and I bust them on it all the time, and I have a great physical demonstration that I do with it. Um, and they say, all right, well, I'm going to try this. Oh, I love when people say that. I love it because I'll have them come up to me and I'll, I'll put my cell phone in my hand. I'll say, okay, I'm going to ask you to do something very, very specific. Listen to the words I'm saying, and I want you to do something very specific. Only do what I tell you to do. I go, okay. All right, try to take the phone from my hand. And they'll pick the phone up out of my hand. I'll say, you know what? That was a great job of taking the phone out of my hand, but that's not what I asked you to do. Take the phone back, put it in my hand, say, try to take the phone out of my hand. And they'll look at me like, you know, I've got two heads. And they'll leave it laying in my hand. And I'll go, 
that's a great job of leaving the phone in my hand, but that's not what I asked you to do. Try, and I can do this for 15 minutes with a person, and they won't get it. I think try is a word that should be removed from the English language. Absolutely. Because all try is, is it's, it is the ability for us to be noncommittal to something. You know, if we say, well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and grow my business, I'm not even going to work with you because you're not. You just no, told me right. that you gave yourself the excuse to fail. You have to, right. immerse, you have to immerse yourself in your level of commitment to the only thing that's going to stop you from achieving your outcome is death or dismemberment. Those are the only mm. things they are going to stop you from getting there. When you immerse yourself in that level of commitment, you will make a way or you will find a way. You will, you will, you will make it happen. When anybody comes to me with that level of passion and commitment, I know they're going to succeed at whatever they're, whatever they're looking at. So that's the first part of immersion. The second part of immersion is when you get that level of commitment, you've got to get in the game. You've got to participate. You can't just go, okay, I know I need to increase my marketing online because, you know, the, the whole thing's changed to digital. So um, next week I'm going to take a one-hour webinar on digital marketing. And then maybe next month I'll go to a seminar. No, 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 no. You have to immerse yourself. You have to get every piece of data that you can. You have to, you have to participate is really the key thing. You've got to get out there and get involved and immerse yourself so, so you're jumping into the deep end of the pool. That's phase four. So when I talk about these organizing principles, think about this for a moment. We're not through them all yet, but with the first time a child walks, there's a point where they have no idea of what walking is. They are mobile by somebody else carrying them or them scooting around on their butt or their stomach. And at some point they become aware that there's a different way. They don't know how to do it, but they're aware that they see people are getting to places faster than they are. So they take responsibility by the kind of coaching of their parents or sometimes just because of their own will to try and stand up and go somewhere. And they are committed they see that cookie that's up on the table, and they're going, I have to get from here to there faster. It's going to be gone. They immerse themselves <laughs> in the process. You know, it, it, whether you're a child learning to walk or whether you're a person that – for every business owner, there's not one business owner I know who was born on this planet with the mind, the skills, the strategies, and the resources of being an entrepreneur. At some point, they did not know what owning a business or starting a business was about. They had to become aware. They had to take responsibility. They had to immerse themselves in the process. These organizing principles are present in everything we do. That's why I I tell people, challenge me, push back. And I will tell you whether it's when you learn to sing, when you learn to walk, when you learn to dance, when you made your first dollar, when you made your first million, when you made your first billion, this system came into play. Wow. And, you know, what you're saying is is so amazing because uh, I haven't heard anything difficult yet. Exactly. I haven't heard anything difficult. The difficult part, again, is the biggest obstacle ourselves. The only thing that keeps you from moving from ignorance to awareness are two things, limiting belief systems and fears. The only thing that keeps you moving from awareness to taking responsibility is two things. Guess what they are? 
<laughs> Limiting belief systems <laughs> and fears. Fear. <laughs> the only thing that's going to keep you from moving, from taking responsibility to immersion, are two things. There's a theme that's happening here. The only thing that prevents you from living the life that you dream of, having the car that you want, having the lifestyle that you want, having the family that you want, having the health that you want, is your own BS belief systems or the other fun one and your fears. That's it. Because when you immerse yourself in the process and you know what we were talking about earlier, you move to phase five, which is interdependence. If you're immersing yourself, you're going to seek out the best. And whether it's through reading a book, whether it's a home study course, whether it's going to a seminar, whether it's getting a mentor, whether it's hiring a coach or a consultant, you are going to become interdependent, and you're going to take information in from everywhere. And when I say interdependent, I mean you're going to look to others to help you, but you're not going to look for somebody else to do it for you. Exactly. You're going to look to them to teach you, and you are also going to be giving back to them in that process. Because one of the things I've learned over the years is what helps me grow the most is teaching other people. And right. when I've got somebody who's committed to taking what I share with them, going out and, and, and applying it, I've got to step my game up because they're going to be coming back for more, and I've got to be able to give it to them. So it's an interdependent <laughs> relationship rather than a dependent relationship or a codependent relationship. So phase five is interdependence. That's that part where, you know, you get the peer group, you get the support system, you get the people who will teach you the, the, the failures that they had, the lessons they learned from so you don't have to go down that road. You don't have to make the same mistakes. You know, I mean, you can avoid the pitfalls of tax problems because you go to somebody who had those problems before, and they learned. They said, no, 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 here's what you need to do to avoid that. You know, you want, you want to look at you, you're starting your business for the first time, and you're going, okay, I need to start a business. I went a quarter of a million dollars in debt because of not recognizing the importance of understanding what type of business entity to set my business up in. Mm. You know? So mm. so you go to the people who have had that same pain, you know, or, or, or have mastered that, and they're going to go, no, you know, what you need to do is you actually need to set yourself up as an LLC rather than going as S-Corp or C-Corp. Because I had, there was a point where I was totally ignorant on what's an S-Corp, C-Corp, LLC. Mm-hmm. This, this, these organizing principles are repetitive of applying them in every area right. of your life. And when you're aware of them, you can, you can do it strategically. So phase five is interdependence, pulling from everybody. I want to listen to Tony Robbins, Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, uh, you know, all these different people. And what I'm going to do from that is I'm going to then move to phase six, which is ownership. Ownership is now I've taken all those things. I'm not trying to be a carbon copy of Tony. I'm not trying to be a carbon copy of Jim. I'm not trying to be a carbon copy of anybody. I'm taking all those beautiful, amazing gifts that people have given me, and it is now my identity because it's formed into my experiences, my rules, my beliefs, my values, and it now is who I am. And now I'm able to operate from that place. And when I move to phase six of ownership, now I automatically move into phase seven, which is influence. And influence can means that I'm either going to go out and I can teach people, 
I can do something like you're doing here, Jim, with 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 creating a, an amazing program like this where you're influencing and helping other people. But the reality of it is we're influencing people every moment of every day. Right. The challenge is we don't we, we're not paying attention to whether we're a good influence or a bad influence. Mm. And when we've gotten to that place of ownership, when we've gotten that place of identity that we said, you know what, I have mastered this aspect of my business, or at least I, this is mine, I'm, I'm taking ownership of it, we give other people the, the uh, what's the word? There's a beautiful, beautiful poem that Marianne Williamson wrote and Nelson Mandela used for his, uh, his inauguration. It's called Our Deepest Fear. Are you familiar with that? Uh, no, I'm not. Surprisingly, I, I I don't I don't know it verbatim, so I'm just going to give you kind of the context of it. Starts sure. off with, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. We ask ourselves, who am I to be so talented, so brilliant, so gifted, so beautiful? Reality is, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. You've been given all these gifts and these talents, and playing small doesn't serve anybody. When you actually allow yourself to step into your light, to step into your greatness, to step into your potential, first you set yourself free, but you also then, by being the the greatness that you can, the the God-given right and the talents that you've been been given to, to carry forward, you then, by you living your purpose, you give other people permission to live their own. And, wow. uh, you know, she worded it much better than I did. Um, wow. But, you know, it, it's that thing of just going, we have the ability. And, and when we are stepping into that place of, of being the person that you are, Jim, and, and going out and teaching people you're influencing by the way that you live your life, everything we do is an influence to people. And people don't realize that. We think, oh, well, you know, I'll tell them what they need to do. You know, we tell our kids what we need to do. We tell our sales team what they need to do. We tell our managers what we need to do. But if we're not doing it, all you're doing is wasting air. All you're doing is wasting air because people do not do what you tell them to do. They do what you're doing. So if you're telling your sales team, you know what, you need to be making X number of calls per week and you need to be doing prospecting and you need to add X number of leads and you need to be doing this – and you're not doing it, don't be surprised when nobody is hitting their KPIs. Right. You know, it's, you know you, have, you have to own it. And when you do that, you automatically influence people. And that is the completion of the anatomy of transformation, where you've gone from the person who doesn't know what they don't know to where you are so powerful at, at being that person that you automatically influence other people. And... I, I, this again, it applies to business. Our client who who you know had the thirty year old company. When I talk about this, some people think it's just for health or this, that, or the other. No, he was living in Italy, living the life of his dreams, flying back to to New Jersey when he had to come for meetings and to meet with clients. When he sat down with his team and they said, we need to be challenged, we need to grow, he became aware that he didn't know how to do that. He knew how to run a $32 million a year, 15-employee company, but he didn't know how to take it beyond that. He became aware. So he took responsibility. He took responsibility and said, everything that I've done has gotten me to this point, 
but it's also prevented me from getting to the next point. So I need to take responsibility for moving forward. Now I have to ask myself the question, am I going to try to do this because it is going to take work, it is going to take all these other things, or am I really going to commit to this and immerse myself in the process? And he made the choice to commit. Then he got interdependent. He brought our team in as consultants, and we do the same thing that you do. We have a full diagnostic of the company, and then what we do is looking at each department, looking at each division, we plug in the right consultants based on their subject matter expertise to the different parts of the building. And if we don't have it, excuse me, the building, the the, the company, if we don't have that subject matter expertise, we let them know who they need to get for that. And then we work with them to move forward. So we had to work with him as an individual on that anatomy of transformation. We had to work with his sales team on a totally different transformation. We had to work with each of his employees because their role was transforming. We had to work on the business as an entity itself because we needed to transform the business process map, the sales process map, the sub-processes, the standards and procedures. Every area had to go through this arc of ignorance to influence. And in less than two years, they grew to 60. Actually, they just did a couple new hires. So I think they're up to 65 employees. They, they took the, the original business, which is a design build firm that builds industrial and commercial buildings to sixty four million and because of the business the because of revisiting their strategic planning, they realized that they had underutilized talent that allowed them to open up a second division that brought in another sixty million dollars, so they grew from thirty two million to one hundred and twenty four because they applied these organizing principles to all the different areas of their business. Wow. Listen, around the world, I hear people pounding on the wall saying, when is Jim going to let him give his email address and and his (laughs) website? And we we want to be transformed. You don't hear that, Willard? I, I hear it quite plainly. They're going crazy out there. So let's satisfy them. How can okay. they find you again? The the again the best way to find me is to go to my website. It is www.willardbarth.com. W i l l a r d is in David, B is in boy, A R T is in Tom H. Um, there, the, rather than giving you my email because I've had to set up spam filters from all the spam Ooh, email that comes. Sure, sure. You can sure. just you can just go to the website. There's a contact form on there that you can fill out, and, and you can get to me there. And also, I have a, a scheduling system for, for phone calls where you can reach me that way. And uh, what I'm willing to do is you know, to offer, offer the people in your audience a, a free consultation via phone um, you know, if they, if they go and actually uh, you know, want to have a consultation, we can talk more about it. There's no, no cost. There's no obligation. Uh, either myself or one of my members of my team will, uh, you know, talk to you and, and uh, you know, I can, I can get together with you more offline, Jim, and we can kind of set up a link or set up something that will, sure. will be specific for them. Awesome. That's awesome. And, and, folks, you know what that means. That means for all of those other folks that weren't ready to be transformed, well, you know, they didn't hear that. So they're going to have to come back and listen to the podcast down the road and play some catch-up. But for those of you that were honest, those of you that were honest, that 
stayed and listened to the program, you were saying we need to be transformed. And you also heard what the thing is, that biggest obstacle out there that's keeping that transformation from happening happens to be you. So then my question right now is, are you ready to get out of your own way? Now, if the answer is no, then there's no need to listen to the rest of the show. <laughs> if the answer is yes, then you know exactly what you need to do. All right, Willard just mentioned that that four-letter word that starts with an F, free consultation. <laughs> wow. I'm choking. Let me just take a sip of water. I'm choking. Free consultation for those of you that listen to the show. Just make certain that you let him know that you heard the show and you want to be transformed. All right? Do that. All right? Because if you don't do it, then you have no one to blame but yourself. No one to blame but yourself. Willard, this has been awesome. You know what I love about the the seven phases? They're so sequential. Yeah. They are completely sequential. It's like an organic movement. You know, you're flowing from one phase to the next. It's not like you can start at phase one and then jump up that ladder and grab phase seven. It's sequential. But it, it, it lends to a more natural change than it does um, a traumatic change. Right? Something dramatic happened, and now I've got to change. Now I've got to go from zero to 500 miles an hour. You know, yeah. So uh, I, I really love that. that. That's really amazing. Thanks. Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's why, why I can say with confidence that this is a proven system, and I, I, I will take on any challenge from everybody who tells me that this does not work as part of transformation and growth, because I didn't create this. What I did was I observed what is it that people go through from that point of lacking knowledge to where the point where they're at a level of mastery to where they, where, where they have made that transformation. This isn't something I made up. It's something I observed. It happens in nature in all things. That's why I say these are the organizing principles, the foundation of it. Then you choose. I'm working on my business. I'm working on marketing. I'm working on my health. I'm working on my relationship. Now you plug in the strategies within those areas, and you get the results. People wander through their lives doing this, and that's okay. The gift of the anatomy of transformation is when you're aware of the phases, you're able to step back when you're struggling and say, okay, where am I right now? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in taking responsibility, but I haven't made the step to immersion yet. Oh, well, I'm willing to immerse, but I haven't, I haven't put myself into the interdependence part yet. So you're able to measure, monitor, control, and adjust the same way that, Jim, you and I do with every business that we work with. We watch, uh-huh. we track everything that's going on, and when you're everything. aware of that, you can keep yourself on course. Otherwise, you're just kind of floating all over the place. And, and, mm-hmm. and this, is, this is why I love this process so much. It's really awesome. Really, really awesome. Wow. Up. Oh, there's that pesty music. 
telling me that it's time to go. I can't believe how fast this time is going by this evening, Willard. I have to have you on again. That was just absolutely, absolutely amazing. Uh, thank um, you so I'd much for honest. coming on. Uh, well, thank you. Okay, folks, so please get transformed. So, once again, thank you for listening to this episode of Building Your Extraordinary Business. Have a blessed and profitable week. Good night, all. <laughs>